Hello, everyone, and welcome to Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. I'm Mike Laidman. And I'm Chris Blonsky. And we're two dads who also happen to be nerds. We certainly aren't experts, but we are open to sharing our experiences with other nerdy dads out there in the interest of keeping our kids alive. Chris, I need a shower. A shower? A shower. Wow, personal hygiene in this day and age? <laughs> yeah, but I have reasons. I have reasons. Oh, reasons. Oh, okay. and, and the reason I need a shower is because of Halloween. Oh, well, Mike, it's not yet Halloween. <laughs> yeah, well, you're going to see. You're going to see. I'm going to tell you a quick story. And okay. it's going to get us from point A to point B. And that is going to tell you that, oh, yeah, I can see why you would want to have a shower. Sure. Okay. So, Laura, as we know, Halloween crazy. Big fan of the Halloween. Mm-hmm. Went out, bought a whole bunch of pumpkins for the front yard. Okay. Well, wouldn't you know it, we've been waking up day in and day out to bigger and bigger holes not into the pumpkins from some very brave squirrels who are just coming right up to the house and eating these pumpkins and like, t- like just going nuts. Like there's a pumpkin on our front porch that was perfectly fine this morning that has any, it looks like somebody kicked a hole in it. Like it's that destroyed. I didn't realize that squirrels liked pumpkins. Squirrels apparently eat the shit out of pumpkins. Interesting. Okay. I learned something today. Yeah. And you know what else squirrels do? They carry fleas and those fleas have infested my cat. <laughs> oh, nice. But isn't your cat an indoor cat? I, none of the stories lining up, Mike. <laughs> He's an indoor cat, but he likes to sit at the front window and watch the squirrels. Right. And lately, we've been opening the window because it's been cool. So, okay. we're assuming we're assuming the fleas have been coming in through the screen and getting onto Hudson at the window. So, Hudson has fleas. Nice. And now, because, of course, like, why wouldn't you think that? We, we figure we got it really early. Because like he doesn't like Laura was looking at him. She's like, I've had pets with fleas before. This is not an infestation. We could probably just get a flea collar for him and, and be okay. I feel so itchy right now. And I'm like, am I, <laughs> am I infested in fleas? Like it's crazy. Yeah. So as soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to go and I'm going to have a ridiculous hot shower to kill any and all imaginary fleas that I feel like are covering my body. <laughs> It's like Macbeth, except <laughs> yes. instead of bloody hands, it's yeah. it's fleas, right? Will yeah. this body never be free of fleas? <laughs> yeah, that's funny, Mike. But yeah, that's 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 my fun itchy need a shower story. But but otherwise, how are you? Are you? I hope you're let a lot less itchy. Uh, substantially, substantially less. Good, yes, good. I I have a shower, you know, from time to time. So mm-hmm. so it keeps me clean, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, but uh, other than that, we had uh, Ben's birthday party this weekend. Oh, uh, both of our yeah. boys are obviously turning two in the next week or so. Well, Ben's birthday at the time of recording is tomorrow. Yes, that's right. Yeah, the fourteenth. This is actual birthday. So you did a you did a family birthday. So what did you do? So uh, rather than Thanksgiving, we just had my parents and my brother's family to our house, and we had a little like taco night instead so uh you know like just like the pilgrims had tacos right but it was good you know kind of kept it small obviously we've been uh bubbling our households more or less since we were allowed to bubble everything so uh i know the cases and stuff are shooting back up in ontario so we 
you know, try to play it as safe as we could, I guess, aside from not getting together at all. But it was a lot of fun. The boys had a great time playing together and surprisingly did not fight over the present opening time or anything like that. That's so, good. Yeah. Yeah, it worked well. Uh, ben got, obviously, a ton of stuff. I think his most favorite gift, Mike, was a like real-life shovel and rake set. Wait, when you say real life, you mean it's not like a fake plastic shovel? Yeah, not like a plastic one, but it's like a kid-sized shovel. So, I don't know, we'll say three feet long and like wooden handle metal spade on the bottom. Mm -hmm. So, I think that was the highlight, despite the fact he got a whole box full of like wooden Thomas tracks, like railroad tracks. And he got like this jungle gym thing and a Hot Wheels thing. But yeah, I don't know, the shovel, Mike. Well, I mean, I understand why he would be a big fan of the shovel because it's the perfect tool to bury my body with when he finally kills me. <laughs> yeah, I haven't forgotten about that. I just haven't made those jokes in some time. But he has the rake, so when he dismembers you, he can rake it all up into a nice little pile. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, he really liked the singing and the cake. Would you believe it? It's a really cute video. We were obviously sung happy birthday to him, and then when he's done, he just big claps big happy face and then the cake gets rolled out and that's even more exciting and the cake did not stand a chance mike between the two boys they demolished it in no time when you ever you think your kid is a picky eater put a piece of cake in front of them and all of a sudden wow they'll just yeah yeah shovel it back they don't care what that is it looks fun yeah yeah exactly it looks fun and it tastes like sugar so <laughs> you, know, you can only go good with that and then he loves uh he loves popping the balloons too you know, like a lot of kids like bouncing the balloons. Ben likes breaking the balloons of all things. We definitely thought he was going to be like nervous. You know, he'd want to pop it and then he pops it in front of his face the first time and, you know, freaks out. Gives but him no, a little fright. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, instead, he just wanted to pop more. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, it's your birthday. Do what you want. Pop yeah, all why the not? Balloons. Yeah. Go so. crazy. So anyway, yeah, that was more or less the birthday festivities, though, going into the great detail. We did try the taco bell wine which paired oh, very yeah? nicely with the tacos it actually tasted quite good <laughs> no that's good <laughs> yeah it was very good so i i was kind of pleasantly surprised but at the same time not surprised because why would they sell it if it was awful but yeah and it did come from a real winery so yeah exactly so it was good so the you know people who did get a bottle of it are afraid to open it or whatever it it's worth opening it's good save the bottle for the keepsake portion there you go you don't need to hold on to it forever. Doesn't wine get better if you hold on to it? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't I know think, anything Yeah, about it gets wine. better. Yeah, the older it is, theoretically, the better it tastes. That's why they're all like, the vintage is important. Yes, it's a 1963 Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and other than that, Mike, I'm just always still baffled about how much he's talking and how much he can communicate now. Like, we woke up, I think, I don't know, yesterday, maybe. And, you know, first thing he says when I walk in a room is, hi, daddy. And then he goes, daddy, poopy. And it's like, oh, do you have to go, you know, poopy on the potty? And he's like, no, daddy, no potty, poopy in diaper, you know, you know, clean butt. And it's like, did you just correct me and tell me what I needed to do? <laughs> yeah, apparently. Wow. Yeah, but it was just like, you know, it, it just keeps catching me off guard. Like, I know it's not mind-blowingly you know, impressive or anything, but it's just like, it's so weird that they can communicate so well, you know, like it's, it's wild. So anyway, I just figured I would, I'd throw that out there and I've got some other stories, Mike, but looking at our agenda for the evening, we have a lot to talk about. So I will, I will hold those until next week. 
Okay. Well, I have a lot of Evergreen Williams stories as well, yeah. so I can hold on to them too. But I'll, I'll pop this one out because I'm proud of this one. Sure. As, as a dad. I'm really proud of this one. So, William, as of late, his new favorite toy is thermoses. Okay. And cups. Thermoses and cups all the time. And one day, he was playing with a cup of water and he knocked it over and spilled on the floor. Mm-hmm. And he stopped what he was doing and ran into the kitchen and stood at the counter and started reaching up. And I mean, obviously, William doesn't talk still. Unlike your kid, who's like, oh, yes, well, father, change my, my diaper, clean please. Clean my bottom, please. Yes, yes, yes. William went into the kitchen and he was reaching up at paper towels. And I'm like, do you realize that you've made a mess and that you need to clean this up? So I grabbed him a sheet of paper towel and he ran back and he started wiping up the water all on his own. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. So now we did it. We've decided that we're going to start renting him out to the family. The boy knows how to clean. <laughs> you can start earning some money. Nice. I mean, like, it's so funny. We were already talking about getting him like a vacuum cleaner toy so that he learns how to vacuum. Yeah. Because he likes. That's Ben's Christmas gift. Yeah. That's going to be William's Christmas yeah. gift too. Because our wives have been talking again. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Yeah. I was going to so, say, yeah. what are the odds? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they're both getting the same vacuum cleaner, I'm, yeah. I, I assume. But yeah, that, that was the, the big fun one. Before we get into uh, the fun stories, because we have fun, a bunch of, of fun stories, did you, by any chance, because it is that day, partake in Prime Day at all? I did, under the guise of work stuff. I bought like a couple chargers and that sort of thing, but nothing exciting. You know, I looked up TVs, I looked up power tools, decided I didn't need any of them and kind of closed the window. That was about right. It. Right. You have better self-control than I. Oh, what are you? What, what tchotchke are you the proud new owner of Mike? You know what though? Some of these are not tchotchkes. Some of the, there, some, there are some, some. There's, there's some definite tchotchkes. <laughs> so I, I will go in order of least interesting to most interesting. Okay. In, in, so least interesting, uh, Laura, because Laura is the one who, hon- she is the holder of the prime. I, I can't just make a Prime purchase myself on Prime Day. I have to be like, here's all of the things that I would wish to purchase. Can you please put them through on my credit card? Oh, ye holder <laughs> of the Prime. Well, Laura was like, well, I'm already buying all this stuff. Do you mind if I throw something on? And I'm like, whatever, go ahead. So the least impressive thing that we're getting is bread pans. Oh, you're going to make your own bread? We're going to make banana bread. Nice. nice. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what we're doing there. So that's the least impressive one. Let's move that one out of the way. Yeah. Next up, I bought a 122 head precision screwdriver set. Nice. So that's for me when I decide to do because I do a lot of little tinkering. Mm-hmm. If you recall, well, I've, now I've, you I've, repair air conditioners, Mike. I mean, this is a side job for you. Yeah, I mean, I, I need I need all of the little precision tools because I, I remember in the past I also fixed. PlayStation controllers and I fixed my headphones and it would, but I never had like I every, it felt like every single time I had something to do, it'd be like, well, I got to go buy a new screwdriver, you know, like every time I had work to do. So this, this should stop me from ever needing to do that again. I should just have the tiny screwdrivers that I need from now on. It's got those little plastic sponger things that you can use to break things apart without like pulling too hard on them, you know, Uh, the spreaders, you know, it's got all those fun little pieces. It's, it's, it's something that I'm like, I don't need it right now, but when I need it, it will be perfect. You know, like I won't be like, oh God, 
about to get into this tiny screw, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I've got my kit right here. I'm looking right at it. <laughs> exactly. It's a handy. It's yeah. handy to have. Next thing, this was the first thing it was like, okay, well, this is going to be useful immediately. Mm-hmm. We're getting an air fryer. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was something that for a long time we were like, eh, do we need it? One of my coworkers is all about that air fryer life. And we're like, almost every single meal we make French fries for William. Right. Why are we settling with soggy oven fries when we could be having crisp air fryer fries all the time? Yeah. So, so we made the plunge. We're getting an air fryer. I'm excited for you, Mike. As you should be. Yeah. Our, our oven has an air fryer in it and like hash browns and stuff. Oh, oh, never tasted so good. I'm excited for tater tots. Yeah. And, yep. and, and also donuts. We can make our own donuts now. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's exciting. And then moving on, well, you must think, what could top, what could top an air fryer in fun purchases? <laughs> I am, I am very curious. Yeah. I got for myself galaxy buds oh nice yeah nice. and and not just galaxy buds the galaxy buds plus the the fancier versions oh so what's the difference is it like a charging case or something or better microphone better audio yeah i think it has pass through like the audio pass through oh nice okay yeah yeah and that's the thing that i'm really excited about because basically what what really was like i've i've talked at length uh, even on this podcast like about getting you know wireless earbuds yeah. And I knew that the Galaxy Buds Plus were apparently for the price like extremely good. Like I know, I know that there's ones like Sony ones that are better that are like $200 more than the ones that I bought today. Sure. But the ones that I got, I know that they're they're very good for for the price. But like what really set me over was I've been wearing, you know, when I take William for a walk, I just wear, you know, my regular headphones. I don't wear, you know, over the ear beats or anything like that. I just wear an earbud wired in, one bud tucked in my shirt, one in one ear. And that way I can hear what he's doing as well as listen to a podcast while we go for a walk or something. Well, lately, William has been having some tantrums. Mm -hmm. And those tantrums usually lead to him pulling the headphone cord to like get you know get vengeance upon me sure you know? yeah, like, yeah like i'm like you need to get back in the stroller and he's like you need to and he like pulls it out of my <laughs> ear or, or or like off of my shirt or you know he gives it a good yank and i'm yeah. like okay sooner or later he's gonna break these things if i go wireless then he's not gonna it's not gonna happen anymore you know like it's gonna be over so i decided to use what little birthday money i had still lying around because if you remember i was saving i was saving my birthday money for ghost of tsushima and i was like i don't have time for ghost of tsushima i have Mm -hmm. so much else going so i used that money and and threw it on my galaxy buds so you know we'll see if if they're amazing but uh, i feel a lot better about this year's prime day purchases versus last year because i don't know if you remember i bought a whole bunch of stuff and then had to return half of it (laughs) <laughs> I vaguely recall, but uh, but that does. It sounds much better. Did you notice that a lot of the Prime Day stuff this year actually felt like good stuff? Yeah, like the last few years, it's been like, here's a lot of crap. Yeah, that, like, it, it used to feel like Amazon garage sale. You know, here's all the garbage that it's been collecting in our warehouse and no one wants it. And you look at it, it's like, well, yeah, no kidding. No one wants this. This is this is shitty stuff. But this time it really felt good. Like there was some good brand name stuff for sale. Like it, it felt like a Cyber Monday, Black Friday light. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. 
Well, the funny thing was, I don't know if you saw, a lot of people always do their anti-Prime Day sales, you know, like Walmart does a sale today and and everybody else does. Best Buy called their sale a Black Friday sale. First of all, it is Tuesday. <laughs> and second of all, Black Friday isn't for another month. So what is this? Like, is, is Black Friday sale now going to last all the way from Prime Day to, you know, the end of Black Friday weekend? Like, what is this? Feels like Best Buy, like the marketing group was just like, we don't need to make new new graphics and imagery for just just throw up the Black Friday, Black Friday yeah. stuff and be done with oh, it. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah, there was some stuff that I saw that I was like, there was TVs that were like super cheap that I'm like. This would be nice, but again, I have my rules about not buying yeah. the TVs. Yeah, when they so. were very average TVs, because I was looking in, I'm in the TV market too, and they were not great. I would not recommend you buy them, Mike. No. Well, never mind then. But like, you know, like there are Samsung, the Samsung S20 is like, they were selling that for on sale. I mean, it was like $50 off $1,000, yeah, yeah, still, you know. It's still better than nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's even, still even a sale. like Nintendo games were on sale. And as you've said repeatedly, like they almost never go on sale, you know. Yeah. And it was like $10. But again, that's better than cheaper nothing. than 80 or whatever they usually are. Yeah. So. Yeah. But hey, I mean, sometimes you got to pay 80 or $90 now for, for video games because, you know, that's that's the way of the world now. But hey, speaking of video games, why not? Let's get into a big PlayStation 5 info dump because, you know, it's been a while. Like I guess a week. It's been like what? Yeah, one episode. <laughs> one episode where we didn't talk about PlayStation or Xbox or yeah. anything like that. So there, there was actually a big info dump last week about PlayStation 5. There was a few different sources. And one of the things that came out, and I, I want to hit this one first, just because this one is really fun to me. Um, last week, they talked about some of the backwards compatibility. And I don't know if you remember, this was a big point of contention. Like Xbox has been like, we do backwards compatibility for everything. And like all of their big like there's been a lot of preview events that that YouTubers have been doing with the Xbox and almost all of it is like look how well it plays the games that you already own versus you know new games that everybody should be more excited about than old games but a lot of people were like well Xbox is winning the backwards compatibility war well yeah i mean i get it yes it plays every old Xbox game then you can't beat that unless the PlayStation 5 plays PS4 PS3 PS2 and PS1 games sure which we've already established they do not. But if you remember, there was a lot of questions about how many games the PS5 would play of PS4 games because it's supposed to play PS4 games. Originally, when they were doing like their TED Talk thing, when they originally revealed a lot about the PlayStation hardware, Mark Cerny, the system architect, said, we've tested the top 100 games and most of them work. And people were like, what? <laughs> this thing can only play less than 100 games? Like, what is this? And then somebody at Sony was like, no, 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 no. Like, it will play, like, all of the games. But what we meant in that talk was, is that it's only certain games, like, there, there'll be boost mode for games. Right. And we've tested the top 100 games, and they're great, mostly. Not that, like, only some of the top 100 games work. And then somebody else was like, 99% of games will play. There's like 4,000 PlayStation 4 games, and they're like, 99% will play. Well, we got an official statement from PlayStation about the games that it won't play. And wouldn't you know it, they not only gave the number of games that won't play, they gave the exact games that do not play on PlayStation 5 that are PlayStation 4 games. 
Do you know how many games there are? Uh, 10, is it not? 10. Is it 10 games that won't play? Exactly. 10 games. And that list of games is as follows. <laughs> DWVR, Afro Samurai 2, TT Isle of Man, Ride on the Edge 2, which is a motorcycle game, okay. which how would you understand that from that name? It is a motorcycle game. Just Deal With It, Shadow Complex Remastered, Robinson the Journey, We Sing, Hitman Go Definitive Edition, Shod, Shodwin, I think it's Shodwin, Joe's Diner. Those are the 10 games. Now, of those games, somehow I managed to own one of them. <laughs> Hitman? Is it Hitman? Hitman. It's yeah. Hitman. I, I was going to say, Hit- that seems to be like the only one that's like, oh, too bad, you know? Yeah, Hitman, Hitman Go is a fun mobile game. Mm-hmm. So I bought it on Vita and it came cross-buy. So if you bought it on Vita, you got it on PS4 as well. Right. So that's the only reason I own it. Again, it's a mobile game. I bought it to play on my Vita. I've platinumed it on my Vita. I am probably not going to turn around and play it on the PS4 ever. Yeah. So not a big loss. Well, turns out some of the people after being like, you're one of the 10 were like, no, 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 no. I cannot be. I cannot be. Some of the developers have actually gone back and they're figuring out why the games don't work and they're patching them to work on PS5. Oh, interesting. I bet you that was part of their strategy, right? Call them out and they're like, oh, well, okay. Yeah, I guess we'll do it. Well, so so far, the developers between DWVR, which is a VR game. Shocking, I know. Yeah. that They, they came out first and they said, we know what's wrong with it. We're going to fix that. And apparently it's an Unreal Engine game. So they're like, we're really wondering why our game doesn't work when every other game that runs on Unreal Engine still does. Like, yeah, it's just fine. Yeah. So, so they're working on it. They, they say they have a fix. They're going to put out a patch. And then there will be nine games that don't work on the PS5. And well, then TT Isle of Man, the racing game, they came out and said, no, we're working on a patch as well. We're going to fix what's wrong with our game, too. Well, then after that, Shadwin, the people who made Shadwin, came forward and said, no, we are not going to fix our game. <laughs> it, is, <laughs> it is too broken. Yeah. And we do not have access to the tools to fix it. So that game will stay on PS4 forever. Yeah. It will only be available on PS4. But that's that's three of the ten. Are the other the other seven going to start turning around? Will I be able to play Hitman Go Definitive Edition on my PS5 one day? Maybe, yeah. So yeah, that was a, that was a fun thing that I thought was really funny. Not not only that the list of games that don't work was so small, but the fact that it's actually getting smaller. Yeah. No, that's good. Well, they also clarified, too, that you can play the old games either by digital download or by putting the actual physical disc in if you yes. bought that version. Yeah, which is good. And that's that makes me happy because yeah. then I feel more validated in my purchase of my disc version, which mm-hmm. is a part of the reason why I bought the disc version was to put discs in it. So so that was that was one thing that, that was brought up in that little bit of info dump last week. But the main info dump was the PS5 teardown video, which came out of nowhere. And a lot of interesting data came out of that teardown video. Now, first of all, they just dropped it randomly on like, I think it might have been the Tuesday after we recorded. It might have been the Tuesday or the Wednesday. And it was from Sony. It was this, official. This is not, yeah, not some third-party YouTuber who did it. It was yeah. Sony release. Yeah, some Some architect from, not Mark Sony, but a different systems architect, 
took the thing apart. And while he did it, he explained everything that he was doing and what this was and what goes there and all of this stuff. And there was some really interesting information in the video. Now, before we start talking about what they did in the video, one thing to note, this video, it's it's literally a seven minute video of a guy taking a PlayStation 5 apart. Seven minutes of this. Yeah. It has 8 million views as of this recording. <laughs> 8 million views. Very popular, yeah. The the last PlayStation 5 event where they announced games has less views than that. Nice. So less people cared about a 40-minute presentation where they announced a whole bunch of games, they gave information on games people already cared about, announced the date and the price, more people watch the guy take it apart. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? The games are exciting, but this is a new console, Mike. Right. You know, like, yeah, that's that was what I'm much more interested in. <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. So the first thing that people took away from the teardown video is that the PlayStation 5 is very big. Yeah, the thing is massive, especially seeing like the Xbox is now in the wild too. Holy crap. Yeah. Now, the question is, though, really, compared to that guy, Japanese people can be very small. Okay. <laughs> like, how how tall is that guy, right? You know, like, is that is that guy just a short dude or is that dude like average height and that thing is just massive? Like, we don't really know. Somebody show me a picture of that guy standing next to somebody else and then we can get a, a you know, like a good size comparison. <laughs> but, Yikes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That, that point, I'm not the first person to make that point. I've yeah, seen that yeah. everywhere. How short is that guy? You know, like. I, I, I was listening to a podcast today and somebody was like, Japanese people are short. How big was it? You know, <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I don't know. But it's funny. We, we know the exact dimensions of this thing, don't we? Or, or close enough. Yeah. I believe in the video, he actually says the dimensions oh, okay, as okay, well, yeah, too. Yeah. That was that was the thing. The video is in Japanese. So I, I it was I maybe maybe 20 seconds into the video before I realized I needed to turn the subtitles on and it wasn't dubbed or they weren't going to be in the video for me. Right. But anyway, that's the first thing. PlayStation 5 is big. It is not a small thing. Mm -hmm. They showed how the stand works, which I thought was really interesting because there was a lot of questions about like, how does it fit on the stand? And it's actually kind of got these little, depending on how you're standing it up, it either has a screw that it fits into to, to hold it up or it has little hooks to hold onto it. Yeah. Which I thought was really neat that they showed that. And now, like, as soon as I get out of the box, I mean, it's not like, well, how do I stand it up? I know. I saw this video and the guy... He explained it, and it's really simple. That did provide, I don't know if you saw the Xbox joke when they replied to that, where it was like, how do you stand the Xbox Series X from a standing to lying down position? And they just lied it down. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah, they deleted the tweet. I don't know what happened. but uh, Maybe people thought it was of ill taste or something. Maybe, maybe. But that was that tweet was deleted. So that was actually, I liked the idea of showing off the stand and how it works because that, that's information that you, you know, you might <laughs> want to know where that is. They showed how to slide off the white panels on the side and that it's actually incredibly easy to take those panels off. Yeah, because that also enables you to clean the fans and stuff right yeah there's like an actual like little holes in the side to clean the fan like they, they basically say like this is the dust filter like the dust catcher mm -hmm. this is where you should vacuum to clean it 
which I thought was amazing. Like I've never had a console. I don't know if you, when you owned your PS4, ever opened it up to clean it, but like that was incredibly nerve wracking the one time I did that. Yeah. And that's what I've heard that too, is that the PS4, you basically have to half disassemble the thing in order to clean it properly. Which is nice that the PS5, they made it very easy to access, right? Because, you know, dust does really degrade the performance of your computer, of your consoles, that kind of thing. So it's it's good thinking. It's really smart. Mm-hmm. And so they showed that. And the other thing that people have been like, really like, I like the fact that those come off so easy is now people are like, I'm going to customize the crap out of this PS5 mm-hmm. because they're going to like take those white panels and paint them black or blue or put Spider-Man decals on them or whatever, because it's so easy to just take them off and do whatever with them. Yeah. Well, it could almost be like a, it could almost be like a market too, right? You know, like they could sell red ones and black ones, you know, rather than having to customize it. Yeah. That's what people were saying, like, because I don't know if you remember, but the Xbox 360 had faceplates, the original version that had swappable faceplates. Oh, did it? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, from what I understand, they weren't super popular because they stopped making a faceplate in later versions of the Xbox 360. Yeah. You got stuck with what you got with. But one of the things that people are saying is is that's probably how they're going to do like collector's editions and stuff. Yeah. Because like, you know, you get like the, the Last of Us PlayStation 4 or the Spider-Man PlayStation 4. They'll just keep the system itself the same and then the the fins will be different colors. Yeah, change and, the wings or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that that that's pretty interesting i did see one person who was like i'm just gonna take them off and play without it because like i feel like it looks better that way well i mean okay good for you i guess if that's what you want to do i saw a mock-up somebody did they replaced the white wings with like wood paneling like yeah like classic like 80s or 70s 80s and it was like that actually looks kind of sick <laughs> there is there is a website i follow called rose colored gaming Okay. And they do gaming accessories and they're mostly like stands for handheld consoles. So you like you can get like a nice display stand to put your like your Game Boy Color on or or your Vita or whatever. Right. Of course I have to go I got to rep my Vita. What I, I but I follow them and and I and one of the things that they do is they do wood veneers for like modern day consoles. Yeah. So you can like veneer out your Xbox 360 and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, bring back that 80s station wagon look. Oof, yeah, it's, sweet. it's pretty entertaining. <laughs> but yeah, no, I you can make it look nice, right? Like there's actually a a shell that you can buy for the DualShock 4. It's like a wood it's fake wood. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it on a controller with the black as the background, like the the back piece is black sure, and the yeah. front is wood. And it's actually really sharp. Yeah, I believe it. Like, I'm like, oh man, I don't know if I would take a controller apart to do this, but like, that looks really nice, yeah, yeah. you know? Well, we'll see. In six months, Mike, if you have a wood paneled PlayStation wood paneled- 5 or not. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Bring back all those old Atari vibes. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Also, when they were doing the teardown, they showed where to put in the extra SSD, like when you're expanding the storage, because that was a question a lot of people had. How easy is it to add in the the expandable storage? And it's incredibly easy. You take Mm -hmm. the white panel off, there's a little flap, you pull the flap off, and that's where you put the storage. Easy enough. Yeah, it seemed pretty straightforward. And it was just a regular SSD, right? Like there was nothing... Or sorry, it had to be an NVMe drive, but other than that, it was fine, yeah. Yeah, they, they, they have to be of a certain speed to be able to work, and yeah. there's actually like a whitelist that they're putting together that they're going to put out like a, a thing. I forget, I think it's Western Digital was the first to come out and be like, we have 
ones that are verified that will work with PS5s. I would suspect Western Digital and Samsung, like the Evo series, like the 970s and stuff, would be also on that short list. Not cheap, though. <laughs> no, no. NVMe drives are not cheap, especially not terabyte sized ones. A terabyte is like $220. Yes. US. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be a lot of deleting and reinstalling and deleting and reinstalling. Well, I mean, and that's the, the reality. It's like, do you really need to have all the games actively installed all the time? Probably not. You know, but I guess it depends on who you are, right? Like for somebody like me, I, you know, I only play a handful of games at the same time based on our, our little Twitter feedback thing we do once a month. And it's the same games every single month. That's true. Yeah. Another thing that they showed. They showed the fan. They pulled the fan out of that thing, and it's a monster, Mm -hmm. an absolute monster. And on top of that, they pulled out this mammoth heat sink. Did you see that? Yeah, that was huge. But I've heard, though, is because of how they designed the heat sink and the the two big fans, it's going to run super quiet, which will be really good. Because like the PS4 sounds like a jet engine sometimes. Especially when it's an original PS4 and you put like a game that came out like like Last of Us 2. That thing is flying to the moon when you put yeah. that thing in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, so that'd be nice. Like a nice quiet machine. You know, like it's one of those things is I don't think people realize how loud these things are until you hear something that's much quieter. You know, like I, I think people will appreciate the, the, the lower decibel amount out of these things. And, and the last thing that I want to bring up from the teardown that I thought was pretty entertaining was they showed a shot of the mother the mother mother, the mother board (laughs) (laughs) go school from brooklyn they showed a shot of the motherboard and they they pointed out the ssd on the motherboard so it's actually the ssds that are part of the ps5 are on the motherboard like they're stuck to it and a lot of people were all of a sudden being like well what the hell guys like SSDs have, uh, you know, a set number of rights, you know, once it's done, then that you're just going to have a really expensive doorstop. There's got to be a way that we can, we can swap them. And then I saw some, somebody who's like, you know, a big Twitter influencer that was like, what's the read and write on a, on the average SSD? And it's like 150 years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. People get a little overblown about read and write like cycles, basically. Yeah. So it was like, well, I mean, if you're still around playing your PS5 in 150 years, then maybe you have the right to complain. But yeah, but I mean, I'm not surprised it's all an integrated thing. Like the GPU and the CPU are also basically stuck right on the board too, right? I mean, that's just that's the only way you can do it and keep it, you know, the costs down and everything like that. So yeah, I mean, very impressive. People are still clamoring for Sony's blood because they haven't shown the user interface yet, which I still don't get. I can't get over this. It's everywhere. People are like, why isn't Shoney showing us the user interface yet? Why aren't they showing off the UI? What are they hiding? Is it that bad? And I'm like, what happened here? Because the PS4, when they revealed the user interface, was like a week before the console came out. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Xbox, in all of these previews they've been doing for the Series X, the guys who I've been watching do previews have been like, we can't show you the user interface. Why does no one care that Xbox hasn't shown off the user <laughs> interface? Like, it's it's just so weird. This is the hill that everybody's dying on is that Sony hasn't shown the user interface. What's, ro- what's wrong with the system? Because they haven't shown the user interface. Well, it's so weird because, I mean, the PS3's interface is more or less the same as the PS4's interface. Like, you know... 
I have a real big hunch it's going to be basically the same as the PS5, right? I'm sure yeah. it'll have some new features and and whatever, but fundamentally, I don't see them, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? It's it's I don't get yeah, it. People I mean, just, either way, like how you want to play the games, right? Like you want to see what's going on with the games. I, uh, who's going to buy it and be like, oh, I got to look at this user interface. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, it's too ugly. I don't want to play this completely separate software. Yeah. Where, where's my, where's the library? I need to know where my library no, is. Like, I know. I don't know. Like I said, like people get crazy about these console wars. But did you see um, the preliminary sales numbers that they released? No. Of all the console pre-orders, Sony captured about 70% of them. Oh, okay. I did see this. I thought I saw I saw 80. Oh, so I, I think it was I, like, I don't know. The number I saw was like 70, 71, but I mean it could be 80. I, I don't know. Let's I go 75. Let's go 75. Yeah, something. It's 75. But at the same time, again, I, I don't know if that necessarily plays into Microsoft's plan of just buy the subscription and we don't care, you know? Yeah, like, it's yeah, gonna be like, a weird I don't know how you measure like who the winner is right yeah it's it's weird like it's from the the, the circles i travel in on yeah. online the the smoke is coming from xbox but then eventually like because like i follow a lot of you know like one of one of my friends i've talked about on the show before is steve sailor he's the blind gamer he is all in on xbox because there's a ton of accessibility stuff that they're doing with this new generation mm-hmm. something that something that they actually got some news for is on the back of the Xbox Series X and Series S, there are not Braille, but just like... Yeah, like physical physical indicators. Yeah. Exactly. Indicators that show what what you're you're touching kind of a thing. And and he's like, this is this is it. This is a little thing that Xbox is doing that, you know, this is why I'm all in on Xbox on day one. And a lot of people that he retweets and stuff they're all in on xbox day one and and all this stuff and i'm like man everything i see is xbox 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 and then i see this one article that's like 75 percent of people who pre-ordered the new consoles pre-ordered ps5s you know like it's it's so interesting that i all i'm seeing is people talking about xbox but then everything else that i see is like Yes, but PlayStation is going to do better. Yeah, which is not surprising. I think you and I called this, you know, a month ago, you know, that, yeah, PlayStation is 100% going to win, you know, like in terms of console sales and that sort of thing. But I mean, you know, we've said it a million times is, you know, you got to give credit to Xbox for really not, I don't want to say pushing the boundaries because that's not what they're doing, but, you know, exploring other avenues and doing all the kind of thing, like the accessibility stuff. You know, Microsoft's in a league of its own. Like that, have you seen their? I don't know what they call it. Like that controller. Yeah, the it's. it's I think it's just called the accessibility controller. Is that all it is? Yeah, and yeah. then they, you can literally design this thing any way you want. Like what a what a great tool for somebody who you know is disabled in some fashion where a regular controller isn't going to work for them, right? You know, I don't think does Sony have anything like that. I don't think so. Nope, you know, nothing like that. Yeah, I, which, I've seen, which is not a knock against Sony, but it's just like you know, good on Microsoft for exploring these avenues that other people aren't exploring, right? Yeah, I've I've seen stuff that people have made themselves, like people have like three D printed like yeah, and yeah. stuff to make PlayStation controllers easier to use. But like, actually, it's funny because my my buddy Steve again, he is an accessibility advocate, so I see him talking about accessibility in everything, mm-hmm. and he's got some pretty negative things to say about PlayStation and their strategy for this generation. Yeah, one, he thinks that the disc drive version of the PS5 is a disability tax. Oh, 
So like, cause, cause we, we've talked about it. It's $130 difference between in Canada, at least between the discless and disc version. Right. Well, as, as Steve puts it, having a disability, you don't know if a game is right for you when you buy it. Right. So you might buy a game, throw it in your console, be able to play it for five minutes and be like, I can't, I can't do this. Like I cannot play this game at all. I just can't physically you know, hit the buttons. I can't read the screen. Sure. Whatever, yeah. whatever your disability might be. Well, if you have that, and, and it doesn't matter what system you're playing it for, if that's the a problem for you, your best option is buying a physical game because you can at least return it and then recoup some of the money. Right. Because if you buy a digital game, and Steve has talked about this, if if you buy a digital game, I forget how long it is that you have to return it on xbox but it's, it's like a couple hours or something like that if you buy a digital game and you need a refund from sony you can't get a refund if you've installed it on the console and nintendo doesn't refund digital games at all right so like buying digital as a disabled player is like throwing your money down a well you know like because you you really don't know if it's going to work or not. Yeah, that's brutal. He calls the the PS5 the disc version as a it has a hundred and thirty dollar disability tax because if you want to be able to recoup your costs on the discs, you have to buy the one that is able to take discs. Kind right, of a thing. Right. He's also very on the Xbox bandwagon because of Game Pass. Game Pass is a great way for you to try a game. If you don't like it, here's like 15 other games that you can play kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. So the barrier to entry is a lot smaller versus buying a game and then having to take it back or not being able to get it refunded. So that's that's what he's been saying. Also, the other thing he says about PlayStation 5 that is not disability friendly is the controller. Nobody really knows how it works when it comes to things like the f- haptic feedback and the and the triggers and stuff like that. Because if if there's like a it, it's harder for you to pull the trigger because it's designed that way because you're supposed to be pulling a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Well, what if you don't have the dexterity in your hands to be able to to push it far enough to to shoot it? You know, like then that that becomes an issue. So because people haven't been able to actually get their hands on the PlayStation 5 controller, they don't know if that's going to be a big issue that prevents disabled players from even playing on PlayStation 5 at all. So that's fascinating. I never thought about some of those perspectives. Yeah, that, that's good for Steve. Yeah, fo- follow <laughs> really, Steve. Yeah. Steve will tell yeah. you everything. Obviously, Steve, he works at a website called Can I Play That, which is very good at helping disabled gamers in general like steve is a contributor there he's there obviously he's blind so he's their blind contributor he he, re- he reflects on whether or not it's a game is playable because of low visibility options and, and things like that but they have specific experts for color blindness for deaf experts uh you know motor skills issues and things like that so mm-hmm. that's a that's a great resource for anybody who knows somebody who is interested in playing games and and just you know it has different needs yes exactly yeah so, so if you follow Steve, you'll find out a lot about all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome, He's, Steve, for that like 15 minute <laughs> free yeah, unexpected 15 minute plug. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of of people, Xbox, PlayStation at war constantly with the console wars. There's also other wars that go on in in the world of technology, and most of them are aimed at Apple, who had a really big day today. We actually delayed the recording of the podcast so we could talk about this stuff. Apple had their iPhone event today. So, Chris, 
I tried to watch the stream and I was very busy at work. So you're going to have to, oh, to take my. care. I mean, I will, I, I will be able to chime in here and there on things that I did see. But if you want me to leave this conversation, it ain't going to go. It's, well, so. it's okay, Mike. I will take the baton for this one. First of all, what a masterclass in cinematography for this, this presentation. Some of those transitions, like, holy cow, they were, they were fantastic. I really enjoyed the lady standing on the roof. Doing her yeah. speech about sustainability. Was that not awesome? I don't. Yeah. The whole, that whole part, I mean, it's completely irrelevant to the presentation, but they were, it was very fun to watch. It was like one giant commercial, which of course is that's what it is. But anyway, the one thing I will lead off with, it was definitely way more interesting than the reveal earlier this year for the watch and the iPad, and way more interesting than the iPhone 11 reveal. I think we said before that. You know, they were kind of boring. It was just sort of more of the same. But I definitely found like the iPhone 12, especially, you know, spoiler alert, that's what they talked about most of the time, is a substantial leap forward versus the old phones. So I was much more interested going forward. But let's get some of the other stuff out of the way first. Uh, They did talk about their environmental climate change program that they're working on. Obviously, we made the assumption when they released all the stuff earlier this year that they will not include earbuds and they will not include chargers with this generation of iPhones, which frankly, I'm okay with now. I think, you know, when we talked about it initially, we were sort of on the fence, but the more that I've looked at it, it's like, yeah, you know, I've got like 19 cables sitting around my house and a whole pile of chargers. Like, I don't need another one, you know, so I'm fine. I'm fine with that part. And in regards to the earbuds, Laura, when I was talking to her today about my my new earbuds that I bought today, she stopped and she goes, so how many pairs of headphones do you have now? And the answer was seven. (laughs) Yeah. So there you go. That's right. Yeah. You know, as long as they're Bluetooth, that's okay. Or, or if they use the Thunderbolt port, which obviously you don't have any of those ones. But so. No, but I have, I have four that are Bluetooth. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm not buying an iPhone. Anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm very, the tentacles of Android are very ingrained in my skin. And- yeah, it's exactly. It's the same problem I have with the iPhone, right? So, but yeah, but yeah, like, I mean, that's a great example is we all got the headphones. We all have the chargers and the cables and you know what? I'm fine with it. Even... Even if the cynics are like, well, this is so they can make you buy the charger on its side. That's fine. You know, for the X percentage of people who need to do that sucks for you. But I think most of us at this point have a smartphone or that kind of thing. So, but as far as like the actual, the other environmental stuff is apparently they're now already net zero carbon in terms of their operations, like the actual, you know, like the Apple headquarters and all the Apple stores and stuff. They're, they're net zero, which is pretty exciting. And then by 2030, they want to be vertically net zero. So that basically means, you know, from mining of the materials all the way to disposal, they want to be net zero for carbon emissions. So, I mean, good for them. I'm, I'm glad that big tech is kind of taking a stance on this stuff because Microsoft has done the same sort of commitment. So, I don't know. I'm a climate change guy. So I, I like seeing this kind of stuff. How, what do you- My case, the environment. <laughs> no, I, I just the the I've never heard anyone refer to themselves as a climate change guy. Like, what does what, that mean? Environmental. Like, I, I I like <laughs> I I like the environment. I'm a big fan I would of climate like to change. save the environment to okay. a certain extent. Yes. Uh, yeah, because 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 being a climate change guy makes it sound like you're for. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not pro. <laughs> not pro climate change. <laughs> the all about that climate change. Yeah, yeah. 
Made anyway, natural disasters. As far as far as the actual products go, yes. let's get the boring one out of the way. They released a HomePod Mini for ninety nine dollars. Mike, uh, it's basically what you saw. You saw it's probably about the size of a softball, give or take. Yeah. Now, I'm not super familiar with the apple ecosystem but the yeah. home pod is basically their version of the google home kind of a thing right? yeah so la- uh what's last or no two years ago they released the regular home pod and it was like 350 bucks and i'm not exactly sure what the dimensions are but it was a fairly hefty boy but it did not sell well i think it only you know it's like makes up five percent of the market or something like that what just curious what is the action word that sets off the home pod how do you activate it do you know it's hey siri it is hey siri yeah okay i just wanted to say hey siri a few times on the show so that series start you know reacting because we got some feedback on our last episode where we talked about google a whole bunch that we sit off somebody's google like 15 times in like a two minute sprint (laughs) i know it'd be really awful if we said like okay google subscribe to part-time nerds full-time dad's podcast or something like that you know (laughs) of course it'd be awful it'd be awful if somebody would be that sink to that level you know (laughs) yeah exactly but anyway back to the home pod yeah so they've got it the one kind of neat thing they've got is if you have multiple home pods in the same vicinity of each other they will auto detect that and they'll play stereo music where applicable as opposed to mono sound which is you know kind of a nice little feature that sort of thing the one thing i did like about it was it had a neat interaction with the iphone itself so all you needed to do was hold your iphone close to the device and you could control what it was playing or what it was doing you can kind of do that with like the google homes but you have to pull up the app and it's not I mean, I don't know if the Google Home app on the Android is a little bit better, but on the iPhone, it's okay, but it's a little clunky. So anyway, either way, it's not a comparison necessarily, but it was sort of a neat little thing. Other than that, it's definitely a better price than the regular HomePod, but it still has major drawbacks. Like it doesn't support Spotify. It only supports Apple Music and the Apple stuff. And it's like, you know, if you are a Apple guy top to bottom, this is great for you. It's not a concern. But if you're kind of like you and I, when we kind of use a hybrid of everything, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. I, I I can't see you replacing your Google Homes. It does the same thing. Maybe it sounds a little bit better than they do, but you know, until they actually get out in the world, we have no way of actually knowing. You know. Yeah. the The one thing though, because this, this is something. The one thing you just mentioned, where you hold the phone near it, yeah. miss that entirely. I must have been doing some work. Oh, okay. But but one thing I did catch was when they were talking about how you can use it as like an intercom, like the intercom feature. Yes. And and I was like. That's, you know, that's neat because I know you can you can do the same thing with Google Homes. You can yeah, you the can broadcast broadcast, feature, yeah. right? <laughs> hey, Google broadcast. Hey, everybody has everything going. Everybody should be listening to. Sorry, <laughs> I'll stop. Anyway, one of the things that it does in, in the HomePod situation is if someone is listening to their AirPods, it will overwrite what they're listening in the AirPods and use the intercom on that. So if like your kid is like sitting there listening to their AirPods in their room doing homework or something, and then you just like intercom Siri and go, you know, like it's dinner time, it'll like pop through their headphones and then mm-hmm. you know to come down and stuff, which on one hand is like, that's neat. But on the other hand, if I was the person wearing the headphones, I would be pissed. <laughs> you missed that one part of the, the hook of the song or something like that? Well, you know, you it's probably like if somebody came up behind you and pulled your headphone off when you were like, you know, grooving out, right? And somebody grabs yeah. your headphone. It's like, hey, it's dinner. You know, like just something like that, right? <laughs> but yes, I agree. It might be a little jarring, but it is 
I think it's more on the cool side than the jarring side, but I don't know. I still wouldn't buy it. HomePods anyway at this point. <laughs> there you <in> go. Time. <laughs> Bringing endorsement for HomePods. Yeah, that's that's it. Unless you're an Apple guy, eh, pass. That, that's the official stance. But let's get to the meat and potatoes, Mike. The iPhone 12 was released and you watched it. Would you believe, Mike, that it supports 5G? Because my my God, did they ram it home? Yes, <laughs> yes, for, they definitely did. 50 do. minutes that it supports 5G. And, you know, Mike, I, I will admit I made a mistake. Last week, I said that 5G doesn't matter for Canadians. I could clarify, 5G doesn't matter for Canadians who live outside of the five major cities in Canada. You know, because Toronto has it, Vancouver has it, Calgary, Edmonton, and one other one. But anyway, if you don't live there, that's just too goddamn bad for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so the big thing was that it all supports 5G, which is great. 5G is a little bit flaky, but if it's working great for you, man, you can get some pretty wicked speeds. As far as the actual physical look, it basically looks like the old iPhone 5. I don't know. Do you remember what that looks like, Mike? With more like the squared edges? Yeah, it was yeah. More, more flat and less rounded. Yeah, I much prefer the look of the iPhone 5 to the sort of 6 through 11. So I'm happy that they've switched back to that. Finally, they've updated the display, so it's uh, their Super Retina XDR mic, which is code word for OLED display. But they finally have it's a high resolution display, which is good because Apple's kind of lagged behind that for the last little while. They've improved the glass performance with what they're calling a ceramic shield mic. It's some sort of crystalline magical shield that it provides four times better drop protection than any sort of gorilla glass out there. Yeah. I thought it was really funny the way they phrased that because like the way that she was talking about this in the presentation, she kind of basically was like, it's four times less likely that your phone is going to shatter still. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was like, wait, what? Like, okay. So it's still, it's still a fairly good chance to shatter. Like, yeah. What? No, I know. I know. Four times less though. You know, Four times less likely. You yes. have the odds. Odds are a little bit better for you now. It's got the A14 bionic chip, which, you know, nerdy as hell, but it is the fastest phone chip on the market by a mile. The Snapdragon stuff just does not keep up to this thing. One of my favorite things, Mike, we've been talking about the the Fortnite versus Apple, or sorry, Epic oh, versus yeah, Apple yeah. battle. The A14 chip is a very powerful chip, so it means it can support, you know, legitimate gaming on the phone. They spent a, you know, a substantial amount of time amping up that well, this means they can bring one of the most po- or the most popular game in the world played by hundreds of millions of players and this and that. You know, in your mind, you're probably thinking Fortnite. But in fact, Mike, it's League of Legends because Apple has broken up with Fortnite and they don't need that bitch anymore yeah, in their yeah, life. Friendship, friendship with Fortnite ended. League of Legends is my new best friend. Exactly, exactly. So, yes, uh, if you're a League of Legends fan out there, which will run on your Samsung smart fridge, I'm sure if you tried real hard, uh, (laughs) it will also run on your Apple iPhone coming out in November. What I thought was extremely unrealistic was they demoed it with like, you look to be like a teenage girl, maybe a college age girl smiling while playing League of Legends. And it's like, you do know the League of Legends is like the most toxic video game ever created, right? Everybody hates themselves and hates each other who play it. So it just seemed weird to see somebody smiling and enjoying themselves while playing that game. But, right, you know, I guess it is a commercial. You know, we have to let some sort of creative liberties take place. A shiny, happy, pretty person. 
will be playing the game <laughs> and be enjoying themselves. Yeah, that's right. She is the only one on the planet who is actually happy to play. But again, which is not to say shiny, happy, pretty people do not play games like this, but it's just that there has to be one in the commercial. Yes, you know? exactly. Exactly. They've got what they call computational photography now. To me, this sounded a lot like what Google does already with their camera. It's a lot of like AI magic and machine learning and stuff to make your photos better. So it means better HDR, better night mode, and they can do like a time lapse at night now, which I guess you couldn't do before. So I mean, I won't go into it, but pictures better. That's that's the big takeaway from that one. The actually what I found to be the most interesting part is uh, do you do you remember what MagSafe is, Mike? Yeah, like I, I don't remember what it was, but I remember this. I did see this in the presentation, and this was a thing. Like overall, that was my biggest takeaway from all the yeah, stuff that they showed. Yeah, and that was my favorite thing too. So for those who don't know, MagSafe came out. Uh, I don't know, maybe like eight or nine years ago, and it used to be what they used for their laptop chargers. And the whole thing was it was a magnet connection. You didn't actually like insert anything into your MacBook. The reason being that if you walked by and you kicked the cable, it didn't yank your $5,000 computer off the table. It just pulled the cable out naturally. So they've brought it back with this, but the intention is kind of twofold, I would say. What they sold it on was it's for optimal wireless charging. So many people probably don't know that if you have a wireless charger and if you can picture sort of the classical round one, there is an optimal place to put your phone on the charger. And if you're not in that right place, you won't charge as fast. Not to say you won't charge, it's just not as efficient. So what they've sold it as is this is a good way that your phone will always be in the optimal spot. But what I thought was really cool was is how they're using that the magnets that they built into the phone for accessories. Yeah. So like cell phone cases, they just magnet on now. They don't actually have to wrap around the front of the phone or they demoed like the little like... I don't know what you call it, credit card sleeve thing that just sort of clips onto the back of the phone. And then you can put your credit cards and stuff in there. Like, I thought that was really cool. And not for those particular uses, but for like what it could be used for, you know, like I totally misunderstood at first. And I'm like, wait, are they saying that you can charge it? through the credit card sleeve (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah because i mean i i I had my old samsung phone my samsung 6 had wireless charging Mm -hmm. and i had a card slot on the back of my case because i used it i just put my metro pass for when i would go on the uh subway on it because that way i just wipe my phone in front of it and and not have to like fight for my wallet but of course that completely blocks the the wireless charging spot so it was like oh well it's one or the other kind of a thing (laughs) right right but so when i first saw that i'm like wait you can charge through the magnet thing. But I mean, if it's stuck on it with a magnet and coming off pretty easy, then that's pretty good too then. Yeah, that's kind of how I thought. Like when you get home from work, you you rather than take your wallet out of your pocket, you take this off the back of your phone and throw it in like the, the key bowl at your front of your house or something like that. But I can see a lot of really cool use cases for this. You know, maybe like mounting things for your car. You know, all I need is just a magnet thing. Yeah. That was an example they gave, actually. They said Belkin. Belkin has made a, a car plug. That yeah. You so it's like it I can see a lot of really neat attachments and that kind of stuff that could be used from this. Like as stupid as it sounds, magnets. That was kind of a really exciting part of this whole presentation. So, yeah, I, I'm all about that. They answered the question, the age-old question, magnets, how do they work? 
<laughs> yeah, they are sticky. <laughs> but through magic. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, uh, they also announced the iPhone 12 mini, which is virtually identical to the 12 other than the screen size. So for those who have a iPhone 6, 7 or 8, uh, it's a little bit smaller than that phone. But the screen itself is bigger because it's a full screen device. It doesn't have the bezels at the top and the bottom. So. I kind of thought that was nice, you know, if if I hadn't just recently jacked up the text size on my phone, I would probably opt for the smaller one. But now that I realize I'm getting old, I might get the the six inch one instead. Now, what I got to say about the mini mm-hmm. was I hated how they introduced it. <laughs> oh, with the like triple briefcase thing? The triple briefcase thing. Because not only was it like the triple briefcase thing, but every time they opened it, the the woman who was doing the presentation was like... Mm-mm. And like when she would make that face <laughs> and she did it like three times and it was like come on like i get it but like why did you have to make the face every time yeah, kind of a thing they gotta be fun and playful mike also james bond music i was expecting that to be like here's the new iphone james bond edition that was supposed <laughs> to come out at the same time as the movie that's been pushed back to next year yeah yeah you know, that's what i thought they were building to but no it was this mini phone yeah, which is, it is cool. It's the smallest smartphone on the market, which is, you know, nice. I know there is a, ironically, a small but vocal group of people who still love the smaller iPhones and stuff. So this should appeal to them. Pricing wise, the iPhone mini comes in at $699 US and the regular iPhone 12 comes in at $799. So it is more expensive than last year, unfortunately, by about 100 bucks. And they're both coming out November 13th, Mike. Now, of course, they also talked about the iPhone 12 Pro, and I will say this. They throw around the Pro moniker very loosey-goosey at Apple. <laughs> okay, well, not only was it the Pro, wasn't it the 12 Max Pro? It was uh, so a the, huge name. There's two. Oh, no, this, this is two things. There's okay, two devices. Miss- so there's the iPhone 12 Pro and then the iPhone 12 Pro Max, which is basically it's six. 6.1 inch or a 6.7 inch phone like th- that's a big ass phone um it's like the old plus they're plus models it's that's what it replaces um but to what i was saying before is it actually is a legitimate pro device that was kind of my big takeaway from this uh, specifically if you're like a creator so if you're in it for the photos like the photo and video side it's it's a legitimate bump up of course it brings in an extra a screen or it's not screen Mike. a extra camera lens so it goes from the ultra wide the wide to a four times optical zoom telephoto lens which is kind of nice i don't know how much you know about photography but they basically have their own version of raw photos now they call it the apple pro raw photo mm. so for those who don't know raw photos basically lets you manipulate literally all the information that, that the camera took of that photo. So you can take like a black photo, but then boost the exposure all the way up and actually see what you were taking a photo of. Like all all professional photographers shoot in RAW. That's that's moral of the story here. So you can now shoot in RAW with your cell phone, which is kind of cool. Pro video. So it's the only phone on the market that supports HDR video recording at 10 bit. And that just means it does lots of colors really well. And it's also the only phone on the market that shoots in Dolby Vision HDR. Yes. And I am not entirely sure what the difference between Dolby Vision versus just HDR is. Maybe you know. I do not. I do not. Yeah. Either way, it's like 
it does make it look pretty. Go to Best Buy and find the biggest TV and the most expensive TV. And it's probably displaying HDR or Dolby Vision pictures. That's what it looks like. Well, they said they're like, this camera is so good that like people mount it on drones and they film stuff and that stuff goes into movies and you don't even know the difference kind of a thing. Yeah, it, it did look pretty sleek. It did look pretty sick. The other thing it has is LIDAR, which is light detection and ranging. And that's basically really good for like augmented reality stuff. It's good for measuring. It's good for like dark areas. So if you're taking a photo at night when you the camera doesn't necessarily see everything, it shoots out lasers and infrared devices to actually figure out distancing and that sort of thing. They just sort of touted it in terms of like the camera and in terms of like the AR stuff that it could do. I'm not sure where they're going to take LIDAR going forward but you know it's got it i guess you know that they must have some master plan i can't think of anything off the top of my head where i'd be like yeah that'd be real awesome maybe like real estate agents or or like developers or something like that home developers the only thing that i can think of that ever actually used that kind of thing and that they like they showed it off Mm -hmm. was hilariously enough going back to xbox it was the connect yeah connect uses lidar one and like uh, and like tesla cars like autopilot stuff uses LIDAR, right? It's a great way to tell how far you are from everything. So I know we use LIDAR at work for... Because we're a a tunneling company. So we'll take like a a LIDAR device into the tunnel and it measures everything. But I don't see my guys bringing an iPhone 12 Pro into the tunnel and be like, look at I got the exact measurements of the tunnel. Like I I don't know. Maybe (laughs) I'm wrong. I'm not an engineer, but... The future is coming. Yeah, Yeah, maybe that's what they'll do. Anyway, that's kind of it for the phone stuff. They are keeping the iPhone SE, which comes in at $399. The XR or 10R phone is $499 and the 11 is staying in at $599. So they really run the gambit from $399 all the way up to $1,100 for the iPhone 12 Pro Max. So it's ridiculous. Those Pro phones aren't cheap, but... So how many phones did they announce today then? Four. Four. Yeah, they're all iPhone 12s. But yes, four different devices. Four different sizes. Four yeah. Different magical guts. Yeah. So that yeah, basically two pro models, two regular models. And those models are virtually identical between each other, other than the size. What iPhone do you have? I have the 8. And are you looking to upgrade? I think I will be getting this one. Now, my phone is a company phone, so price matters a little bit less to me. But oh, okay. I will not be getting the pro model because. You know, as much as price doesn't matter to me, it does matter to the company. <laughs> well, wait, you could get the LiDAR thing and then you could pioneer just true, it for your company yeah. and like, then me, bam, look I'll, at that. I'll walk down the tunnel a few times, really make this, you know, $1,500 Canadian phone worth it for you. <laughs> there you go. That's how you sell it. Yeah. You, you just got to find a good reason to tell people like, hey, this is why you need to pay for this, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But either way, it, it was actually legitimately interesting. It does feel like an actual leap forward versus the iPhone 11, which felt like it's the 10, but quicker, you know, like it actually right, feels right. like a difference, which, which I'm excited about. And like I said, I prefer to look at this one over the other ones and it's got all the colors and crap that we'll just cover up with a case in the first five seconds anyway. <laughs> so what color case are you going to cover up with? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'll get the black one. Maybe I keep Basic it simple. I, like, I actually really like white electronics. I'm I'm a, I'm a white electronics kind of guy, so maybe I'll go for the white one. Oh, you know you should get then what PlayStation Four. That's white. Five. Damn it. 
<laughs> ah, so close, Mike. And yeah. I thought the Xbox naming well, convention. I've got was an Xbox bad. White controller right here. Look at this. Look at that beauty. Oh, yeah, look at that. Yeah. Well, you use it with your PC gaming. Right? I do use it with my PC gaming. Yeah. Yeah. Fancy, fancy fun. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's it for the Apple event, Mike. But. Uh, that's what, two Apple events in the same year that we covered? Maybe three? I think there was the developer like, one back in April. God, when was the last one? This wasn't that long ago. No, like, it's like September. Yeah, yeah that, so was the, been... that was the iPad and the watch one, which was yeah. which was boring and shitty. <laughs> <laughs> but this one a little more exciting. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Good, good. Well, I'm happy that that, that worked out for you. Mm-hmm. If you get that phone, you'll have to let us know how it is and, you know. I guess how much your employer is crying from the purchase of, <laughs> yeah, of exactly. the phone. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for this week's episode of Part-Time Nerds, Full-Time Dads. You can follow along with our adventures in parenting at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com as well as on Apple Podcasts. How about that? Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, CastBox, iHeartRadio, and all your favorite podcast listening services, including Apple or Amazon Music, which I keep forgetting to put into here. If you want to get a hold of us, let us know any helpful tips or even tell us what we said was dead wrong, you can send an email to the dads at parttimenerdsfulltimedads.com or reach us on our Twitter or Facebook accounts at PTNerdsFTDads. We'll be back next week with more nerdy dad advice for people who are most certainly not qualified to give any whatsoever. Until next time, I am Mike. And I'm Chris. And I'm going to have a shower. Talk to you again soon. Good job, Stinky. Stinky? It's itchy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Stinky. I'm not stinky. I'm uh, itchy. Get it right.